0: a nexus of science, violence, and nonsense, where fake news, pseudoscience, and weaponized stupidity meet full-contact fact-checking and peer-reviewed ass-kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at Bullshito Headquarters in Austin, Texas, this is the Art of Fighting B.S. Podcast.
1: Right out of
0: a comic. Chocolate lines up planetarily with the sun. Chocolate is an octave of sun energy. Brain chips in the trips. They give the trips special vaccines that are really nanotech that already re engineer their brains. Sure, on some planet, your style is quite impressive, but your weak link is this is Earth. Hey, well, I get to learn karate.
2: Karate? The Dane Cook of martial arts? No. We do not need that many vaccines.
0: What does a scouter say about his power level? It's over 9000! We have a saying back home that if you're coming on... ...come on! Keep the yoga mat out of your mouth and on the floor. Do you know friends and family that eat yoga mat. Oh, in the park! Get him a body bag! Yeah! All right. What's up, everybody? Frost here, and we've got a, an update on the coronavirus situation. It's kind of a short episode, but Doctor Jason Goldsmith is back with us and providing information that you're probably not getting from television or you know whatever news that you're reading. Not that there's any vast conspiracy, but mainly that you know sometimes they're not always the best at their jobs. So uh, if the audio sounds a little bit like we're stepping on each other, it's a little bit shaky in some spots. That's because it is. We're all calling in ourselves every single one of us so you know social distancing and whatnot uh, being responsible unlike those damn knuckleheads in new jersey hi uh, guys uh, but um yeah it's a it's a good information uh, set that he's got here for us and you should probably be paying attention to it if you know you, you want to make it through all this so fingers crossed good luck out there everybody okay ladies and gentlemen boys and girls
2: welcome to a very special quarantine episode of the official Art of Fighting BS podcast this evening starring Frost.
0: My mic on.
2: Yeah. (laughs) A special guest, uh, multiple-time guest, repeat offender here, Uh, doctor, uh, PhD, MD, LMNOP, XYZ, Jason Goldsmith, who is smarter than you.
1: That's right, and I'm back again.
2: And I am, as always, your incompetent host,
0: sub messenger. I I think yeah. What what we should do is probably just kind of. Uh, I mean, I guess the main point of this is to do an update uh, to give some information out. Uh, what what's it like on the ground? Uh, what what's the latest news? Because we were expecting to have everything kind of start hitting this week. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. The the, uh, the the fans in turbo charge and the cow was given laxatives and it's <laughs> going to town. So yeah. So th- this this week is where we're gonna. So we're not gonna see peak deaths till mid April. And It's mid-April, not because we'll be done with it, but because the places that are getting hit the hardest, like New York and New Jersey, that's when they're going to be at peak. Washington state's probably already peaked, and California will lag, but California is not as dense population-wise as New York, and so it's going to be more spread out. So when you're looking at like when we're going to hit maximum deaths per day in the country, we're looking at two weeks from now is what the current models say. These I mean, always plus or minus a little bit. New York is almost filled up in all of its hospital space. They're almost out of ventilators or out at this point. I mean, it's hard to keep up with all the news, but it, they're they're basically almost out and getting more. So they're buying ventilators left and right and staffing up and putting field hospitals in. And they just brought a, you know one of our medical carriers over so that they can offload all non-COVID patients to a carrier. Yeah, um, I
0: saw that. They were um, lining up to see it, which was yeah, – U.S. has hope, is
1: it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then the other one is in L- going to L.A. Um, in Chicago, they're turning McCormick Place, which for people who go to conventions all the time is a giant convention center. It's the biggest in the country. They're turning that into a hospital. Locally here at Temple, they're turning a uh, um, like a stadium into a hospital over at Temple. They tried to reopen Hahnemann, but that the jerks that run it or own it, the venture capital <laughs> firm, one of the $1 million dollars. City of brotherly love. Of They want a 400,000 a month or something. Yeah. So, uh, they said, no, they couldn't afford that. So they're finding hospitals other ways. We have, you know, you drive through tent based, uh, check-in. You're not check-in facilities, uh, testing facilities, which is great. Pennsylvania's had them for quite a while, but those are getting up and running. But yeah, we're making field hospitals everywhere. Can every retired doctor is coming out. Med students are graduating six months early. Uh, All research at universities besides uh, COVID stuff shut down besides maintaining your mouse colonies and whatever else. And uh, every physician is getting ready to uh, get destroyed. I'm in the middle of, you know, when I got my job where I'm at now, I didn't end up doing ICU at all, but I'm getting ICU clearance. You just have to fill out a bunch of paperwork. So I'm in the middle of doing that so I can take extra shifts in the ICU because they're doubling the number of people needed there. And it's just going to keep going. And for the last two weeks, all I treat is COVID.
0: Uh, yeah good times now i I know uh my wife's a nurse so she was actually thinking about doing like a a short tour up in there because they're over over like just destroyed in new york from what i can understand yeah and they're throwing money at people too so it was like uh a hundred dollars an hour just to go out there yeah Uh, they um they set up the javits center which is where they do the big comic-con as a as a hospital and um
2: by the way, ladies and oh, okay. gentlemen, uh, joining us uh, mid podcast here is JMP. Hey Oh,
3: Yeah, so <laughs> all right. Um too much of a dinosaur to get his stuff for tonight is what what he's not telling y'all. Uh so all right, so uh, it's the hospital we were talking about the tent hospitals. Um, uh, then the convention know, uh, center,
1: hospitals, and basically hordes of people descending on New York to help, and that's where the peaks going to hit first. But it's not going to end there. You know, we're thinking that mid-April hospitals are going to be capped out in the places that are worse. So you know, Michigan will probably be capped. New Jersey will be capped out by then. Pennsylvania, where I am, probably will be. I would imagine so because you got Camden right there. You know, another well, big so city we're, and. We're... Our governor shut things down very early. So I'm in the county with the most cases, or I was until Philadelphia exceeded us. But when we had the first case of exposure, school was canceled on March, like, 6th. So we've been out out really early. And then lockdowns happened very soon after, county by county. He just did a lockdown in the whole state today. But he's been very data-driven And our rate has been relatively slow as a result of that. We're still seeing, so it's not even so much the rate. We're seeing the doublings at the speed everyone else is, but our initial exposed is pretty low and holding even and didn't accelerate like some of these other people like shifted up gear in other States. And we didn't have that because he activated all the proper protocols very early. So I think we'll probably cap out just because you never have enough hospital beds for this type of thing. But I think, we're better positioned than sub states.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're we're we seem to be okay down here. Uh, some places are running out of uh, equipment, uh, but I imagine the stuff's been ramped up. Production's been ramped up to the point where it, it'll catch up. It, there'll be a little bit of time where you know it, people aren't as equipped, but it shouldn't be as bad as New York is
1: um, right we're, now. We are required to use our PPE for seven days, and that's pretty much true for everyone in the state. Fuck. Yeah. No, no, we're not our N ninety five, not our surgical mask. But for an N ninety five you have to wear it for seven days.
0: Yeah, no, they're just screening employees and handing you a mask as you walk in the door and then yep, that's
1: the that same. Yeah, everyone's screened. That's you get a mask, you get a surgical mask. Uh, but I know mask. there
0: are some facilities that aren't like
1: hospitals. They're like skilled nursing facilities and you know, just when a nursing home gets it, it's gonna go everywhere.
0: Uh, so
2: what about you heard about this company in Ohio that has this machine that can sanitize and recycle like four hundred thousand a day for each machine?
1: Yeah, I, I don't remember the technology they've done. There's also been a study that you can put into the oven at like one hundred and seventy Fahrenheit for sixty minutes, and it's ninety five percent as effective afterwards. So I think I don't know if that was Hopkins or someone else that did that. Yeah, um, I didn't 35? hear that one. Yep, one hundred and seventy, which isn't super hot. 170 Fahrenheit's not crazy, right? Water doesn't boil at that. But remember... So Code when we wore those for particulate,
3: in construction sites, for, for particulate <laughs> defense, we were allowed to wear those for four hours at a
2: time, and then we had to swap them out.
1: Well, right, so...
2: Well, but that's uh, much heavier due to use, though. Right,
1: exactly. Well, yeah. are so like... They're saturated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're and so if it, it gets soiled, fresh. if it's soiled, or you do a very heavy aerosolizing procedure, they'll have you swap it out. Um... If you code someone, they'll have you swap it out typically. But we're all on, you know, massive precautions for that. It's, it's kind of a mess. I mean, I, last time I admitted five people in my shift and four of them were COVID rule out. Anyone coming in with a fever or respiratory distress or any sign of a symptom is presumed positive until otherwise. They're not all going to be positive, but that's the mode we have to operate under. And the hospital basically has almost no one else show up anymore.
0: So have you guys or do you have any word when we're going to get like an amino assay for this for this thing or is it all just swabs?
1: Well, no. So at some point they need to have an amino assay so they can determine if you've been exposed and have immunity. I know it's coming. I just don't know when. I know it's in development that they're making antibody tests for it now. Okay. you just have to have enough. You have to have enough people who've had it for several weeks and been clear so they're not infectious right and then be able to take their serum and screen for it for the antibody pool that and then develop an antibody to that so it has to be general you have to have or what you do is you develop some type of covid spike protein that you purify and then you take people's serum and see if it binds to the spike protein and then use an ability to detect that you know just human anti-human antibody Something along those lines. That's probably what they'll do. So we have the we have the spike protein and we have other proteins from it already sequenced that we're using in other research. It's just a matter of purifying a bunch of it and making assays. So it's not it's not like this is a new trick either. Just like the test that we discussed last time. It's not new or difficult to come up with this type of test. It's the same technology. It's just doing it for this particular case. So that'll be soon. And that's going to be really important because it's going to be important to know if you have been infected and you're now clear and you have the antibody, can you get infected again or not? We don't think you can, but we need to prove it. And if that's the case, then the next phase of this whole thing will be eventually identifying people who are immune and letting them back out into the public. And then eventually once the immune population, immunized population gets high enough before even the vaccines out, you'll have some level of herd immunity. Yeah,
0: no, that's the, uh, the real issue. That's the kind of the, we, we have to decide, we have to figure out if that's the case, if you can get reinfected, because at that point, people should be shitting their pants. That's it should. Thing.
1: Right. Um, so it doesn't mutate very fast, from what we can tell. Okay. Well, so they've good. tracked these eight different strains, but the mutational difference between the eight strains is very minimal. And so it's a very slow mutator.
0: Uh, that is good. So it would be more of a lifetime immunity to this variety.
1: Yeah. Right? Oh, that's good. Cool.
0: So we would be like, this isn't like a long-term thing. This is maybe like two years tops for this whole
1: issue to, to be dealt with. Right. And then, you know, the vaccine will hopefully be out in January of next year.
0: Okay, cool. So what what are the areas right now that, speaking of shit your pants, like Florida, for example, that have not been on the ball at all with regards to social distancing or anything? Um, with a
1: bunch of nursing homes and retirement communities full of elderly yeah. people with pre-existing conditions? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, I think you know, to, Trump had a come to Jesus moment with America yesterday. Actually, where he discussed the hundred thousand, the two hundred forty thousand is the minimum we're expecting, given all the precautions we're taking. And without it, they were looking at one to two million deaths, right? And then the market shit its pants today because they didn't think, realize it was going to be that bad. And like everyone's like, we've been telling you this forever. Yeah. So a lot of those deaths are going to be in places that haven't done anything right Ah, and and i think and i think think it's going to be you know more than the hundred thousand maybe even more than the 240 if places don't eventually do something
0: all right so what you're saying is there's going to be a lot of real
1: estate in florida um coming available soon yeah unfortunately well retirement homes will have openings unfortunately but i mean it's sad like this is The government's job is to step in in these cases and lock things down when necessary. You know, you can be against the government doing a lot of things and be on all types of libertarian sides of the fence, but this is the the use case for government action is giant global plague. Well,
0: yeah, what what really pisses me off, like as if nothing else pisses me off because everything pisses me off about this, but is that the generation that fought World War II – that you know sacrificed their lives, and made it through all that bullshit, that gotten all the way here, that we should be rewarding for stuff. And now I'm going off on a tangent here, but they're the ones that we're we're just letting them letting their asses out in the wind, you know, because oh no, it might hurt the economy. And I know I'm glad that they they changed their tune on that, but they did it too late. So we're they're well, still th- going to th- those fun.
1: people aren't those people aren't around. Remember, the people from World War II are mostly dead.
0: Well, yeah, well, yeah there's the still people, people, people hanging
1: are, on. Yeah, it's the boomers that are like, don't destroy the economy. Which, and the gen- yeah, sympathy for them. Yeah, I mean, but was there one dude in Italy who survived the 1920 plague and <laughs> coronavirus? <Yeah, laughs> it was infected with both and lived through both. Yeah,
0: can, we, can we get that guy's blood and just start? <laughs> yeah.
1: So they're actually doing that. So they're looking at doing plasma exchange, where you take people's people who've been infected and survived, take their plasma, which is their non cell part of their blood which has the antibodies in it concentrate the antibodies down and give that as infusions to really sick people so we do this type of thing for other stuff routinely so for people with immunodeficiency we give just a cocktail of antibodies from other people but this would be the um the corona case
2: hey uh speaking of cocktails um So there's this treatment, I guess that the FDA approved this week. This guy had been doing it off label, and that's the hydroxychloroquine and
1: zinc um, and ZPAC. It's not just him; <laughs> everyone's been doing it off label. So not everyone's doing the Z or zinc. So hydroxychloroquine is what everyone's using right now. Um, the protocol is, if you are, if you meet certain severity criteria, which I can go over in a second then and you don't have a contraindication, you get 400 milligrams twice a day for one day, followed by 200 milligrams twice a day for four more days. So the brand name for the drug is Plaquenil. It's mostly an autoimmune drug because it causes cell stress and kills superactive immune cells. Um, it's also an anti-malarial, though, and it's an anti-malarial because it causes cell stress and cells with malaria in them are super stressed out and die when they're given hydroxychloroquine. Oh, okay, so it's like chemo. So <laughs> kind of, but remember, uh, immune cells only, if, you know, malaria only affects, um, I think, red blood cells. So as a result, you can just kill the very selected cells that are infected, and that's it. Yeah, we actually get
0: a couple of cases of malaria a year come through the lab. It's funky. It looks like little uh, little purple wedding rings in the actual RBC. So
1: Right, right. Yeah, so... The way it ends up working is you only kill. It's better than chemo because it only kills the things that are infected, which is what your body is going to do anyway. The disadvantage is um, the disadvantage is that there is an enzyme deficiency that many African Americans have. That means they can't process it, so they all all the cells die. Oh, so annoying. you have to test every African American for this enzyme deficiency. You also then were risk stratifying because it does something else, which is called prolong your QT. So without getting into we-reads, when you have an EKG, the different peaks are different labels, QRST. QT is the length between two peaks, and if you lengthen that too much, um, that's called long QT syndrome, and that can send you into a fatal cardiac arrhythmia called torsades to point. Um, that's
3: what i now. Right. we are going at it on their own, all the proof.
1: who or died, oh, um, man, because so they didn't do it under medical care. Exactly. And azithromycin also prolongs your QT. Now, see, I have
0: been like knee deep in all the conspiracy bullshit for the point of debunking it for so long that what you just said about the (laughs) the population that the that has a certain sensitivity to the drug uh, kind of brings up a, a little bit of a I'm surprised somebody hasn't said, oh, well, Trump went on national television and told told people that they should start taking this drug. And who suffers if they take this drug? The people, Yeah, so um, I'm going to let people fill in the blanks on that one because I don't want that to catch on because there's no nothing to support that. Yeah. But Jesus Christ,
1: that's, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the enzyme is six, glucose-6-phosphatase, six phosphate dehydrogenase, so G6PD. PD. If anyone, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so if you don't have that, your blood cells can't have oxidative stress as well. It's more common in African-Americans, and so you get screened for it so you don't, you know, blow out all your red blood cells, cause massive hemolysis, and, uh, all, you know, which is, which is can be fatal on its own. Not just from the low blood cell count, but because in a block, it destroys your kidneys, because all the heme in your blood gets into your kidneys. And Elevated
0: potassium it. and your, yeah.
1: Yeah, potassium, heme, hemoglobinemia. Not good. Good times, so. Very bad. Bad day, bad day. Yeah, so... It's we're not doing a because it doesn't help, really. And you're now having – if you're doing zithromycin on top of hydroxychloroquine, then you have to really manage that QT. At least we're not doing it at our hospitals. So different hospitals have different protocols. And then I have no idea about the zinc at this point. I mean – Well, maybe. what about um-
0: – fish tank cleaner is that something that you should
1: (laughs) you you should not take fish tank cleaner but they were right that it is the same drug it's just in a different formulation and a different dosing and so they probably overdosed
2: yeah and by different formulation you know i I didn't look at the label on this thing but i imagine it also has like chlorine and a bunch of other stuff in it it it, that you really shouldn't put into your body (laughs)
1: Right, exactly. Listen, now, a couple is of industrial so byproducts. Never heard anybody. <laughs> right. yeah. Is it the exact? Is it the active ingredient the same? Yes.
0: Uh, yeah. Good times. So, uh, I, I, I guess people don't seem to understand that there are consequences when the technically leader of the free world uh, goes out and prescribes medication on national television. So, yeah, this a miracle drug. Everybody take it.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. It's been fun. Yeah, I mean that's why I say I am just happy that yesterday he actually just laid out what the numbers look like for once.
0: Yeah, and apparently if it's uh, like a hundred thousand or less, you know that's a total victory.
1: It is actually a total victory, frankly. Yeah,
0: Uh, I mean it wouldn't. Do you? Okay, so let's put it this way: if uh, we had caught this and taken it seriously back in January, or let's assume we still had the people that were following the pandemic playbook that previous administration had devolved and left in, in place. Um, what do you think we would have, I mean, just a ballpark figure, would it have been as high as 100,000 or would it have been less? Well,
1: it could have easily been as high as 100,000, but that'd probably be more of a high end than a low end. Which, Potentially. And, oh, actually, end? and so I, millions. So actually, I actually don't know. Maybe maybe really in reality, you wouldn't have been able to change the curve. So maybe, you know, we'd be at 100 or 200,000 just like we're looking at now, right? But the difference would be that instead of everyone being quarantined and staying at home, we would have had rapid testing and had much more targeted quarantine and not been forced to shut everything down as much. I mean, it would have hurt the economy. It wouldn't have wrecked it. Right. Because you're still going to have mass places shut down, but you're not going to have to just like, all right, everyone stay in place while we catch up. That makes sense. Right? So I
3: saw a projection by an immunologist and his and, and you know, he was like, Listen, this is not super scientific, this is just me, but if we did like South Korea, the low end numbers were 15,000. 15, that was like the everybody you know, that's probably unrealistic behavior for America right.
1: overall. Well well not, not just right. that, but I think it's been here for a while. It's been here since December easily, running around. Yeah. And China wasn't super honest about it. Let's be fair here; they were not super <gasps> honest about that. No. Huh. No.
3: And
1: so it's and so that and so we couldn't and, we, and so we couldn't have responded as quickly, right? Like we we were going to get walloped at least somewhat. So I think the fifteen thousand is more like oh, if it just showed up on our door one day and we had an initial point of contact and a couple unknowns and people were honest, you know, like I think that's a little over optimistic. But I think it would be on the lower side and probably with a better economic outlook.
0: But, but in no scenario was it going to be like gone like a miracle by uh, April, right? No. Uh, just, it was just going to be gone by April. No. Uh, I remember somebody somebody of some importance saying that. Um, yeah. 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 Okay, so that was not true. You know what? That was He's actually said some more realistic things lately, and that is,
3: you know, that's, that's encouraging to me because it's been a long time since i first realistic things come out of Certain yeah. people's mouth, so I, would agree. I think you're looking at this wrong.
0: Ultimately, it's a good thing because he actually kind of acknowledged he did, he stopped trying to gaslight America for just a second. Oh yeah, but then they restarted it by saying, "Oh no, uh, he's a he's never denied, downplayed the, uh, well, the sure. significance of this." and Tarn well, feathering. I mean, baby steps, Neil. Come on.
1: Yeah, uh, at least uh, I mean, I'm at this ready. point, I just don't want him gaslighting America because we need to have this <laughs> flipping. Dealt with.
0: Who, who was it that said that? Uh, was it? Oh God, was it John Kerry of, of all people? Said you can't gaslight the virus. I, I think that yeah. was a, quote, which is yeah. brilliant. I don't care who said it, but
1: damn.
0: So I mean, let's not get too far into the politics because that's not helping anybody. It's just no, it isn't.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that, that's kind of where I'm at. it's like I think he needs. To, I think Trump or any other leader needs to get called out if they're saying things they're actively making it worse. And other than that, leave it until we're on the other side of this shit fest.
3: I mean, Fox is worried about getting sued because of this, because they're, their, you know, kind of deliberate mis- misrepresenting the situation initially.
1: Yeah, and maybe they'll learn from so, this lesson by not yeah, existing from a lawsuit.
0: Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, whatever. I, I could do without cable news in general. So, um, biggest thing people need to do individually right now, I mean, obviously stay the fuck at home.
1: Yeah, and wash their hands. Um, don't, you know, you don't need to panic by. The reason there's so much shortages at all the grocery stores is everyone's panicking going to the grocery stores. Yeah, like, there's the same amount of people that there was a week ago. So why is this... So and the food, <laughs> hasn't, the food production hasn't had some yeah, giant supply chain.
3: Once again, what we've learned from this situation, one of the major lessons to take away from this current pandemic situation is it doesn't even matter if it's a respiratory issue americans are really worried about having clean bottoms i mean that's really
1: what I've there's a psychology behind this right it, it, it's it's so you know one of the number one tasks people are trained from an early age not to do is shit their pants right yep right, right? maybe so, where you
3: came from buddy we got to that later where i was
1: <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> Or maybe you're working on it, but like so that's a real big thing, right? Don't shit your pants, and so and there's a fear of running out of things. Well, one of the things people fear the most is running out of toilet paper, and thus being forced to shit their pants or not be clean, and the social stigma of all of that. So it, it, it's just that all the stuff tied up in there with not having any toilet paper and what that would mean, right? Like if you and not that you can oh use a towel or something, but let's say like people don't think that far; it's instinctual. It's like there's a run on flour and eggs. Yet most of America can't bake. (laughs) Seriously, there is no flour on the shelves anywhere. Yeah, we finally got some, but we do bake.
0: Yeah,
2: but like it took us
1: weeks. We we took us weeks to get a ten pound bag of flour.
2: Yeah, there was no yeast
1: either. There is zero yeast, but you can culture that yourself. There was a great microbiologist that posted something on Twitter about how to just grow it off like a grape that's in your house.
2: Yeah, actually. So uh, not to derail, but um, that white film that you see on grapes when you get them out of the store that actually contains like a naturally occurring yeast. And so that that's why you don't makes, need, yeah, that's what makes wine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sweet. Yeah. Yep. You can culture
2: it. I
0: don't know. Yeah, how, okay. So you think mid-April,
1: that's, that's mid what April, that's the, the pe- like. mid April is the death peak. My guess is they'll start slowing down restrictions at the end of April, not because that's the optimal time from an infectious disease perspective. That'd probably be the end of May, but because the economy just can't take it past that. And, and, and it's far enough into the process that it's, again, not the best, but not the worst time to ease up a little bit. I think many governors will resist and go through May. And that you'll see things open up into June and be more normal, being back to normal-ish in July, and there will be kids will not go back to school this year almost anywhere.
3: Governor Abbott came out and said that here yeah, this,
1: yeah, I mean, so there's no school, there's n- the grade. They have to repeat the grade in Texas. Uh, yeah, that they would be students would be repeating. Would be what, uh,
3: well, you know what, that wasn't fully really sourced, so.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. So we we have it sourced in, in in Pennsylvania that you know you don't have to repeat the grade. We have active homeschooling going on now. Colleges are canceling, requiring an SAT for next year's application, which was going away anyway. Um, but yeah, this there they are. Kids won't go back to school; they'll be homeschooled. I'm I'm now a first grade teacher. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. And I have, we have a toddler as well. Um, yeah.
3: This, yeah. This next week, this Monday is when virtual classes start for AI.
1: Oh, yeah. Penn's, Penn's been doing it for weeks. And they said their summer school will be virtual as well because they're just, they're not going to, Penn's going to be very cautious where I'm at to go back to lab. Yeah, that's good. I, I think um, a lot,
3: you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about um, tonight about this was um, kind of the, how if things don't go back to normal, if a kind of a stay at home economy still factors in, um, and I think it will, I think there's a lot of companies out there that are kind of being like, Hey man, we're not paying a bunch of overhead that we normally pay right now, whether it be, you know, paying people's gas or, or, you know,
1: uh, office space rent." You know, I think it's going to prove what back. you can do from home and what you can't.
2: Yeah. I think this changes the, the working landscape because a lot of companies were reticent to do work from home programs and, and this is going to open their eyes. So,
1: right. But you're also going to realize limitations. Like I can't work from home. No lab. I mean, I can't right now. I have a grant to write and another paper to write and a paper I'm waiting on resubmission stuff for, you know, from the journal. So I have, you know, a few months of work to do. I could take a coding class, but at a certain point I got to generate data and be in a lab. Okay. And, you know, as a physician, obviously you got to go out, but, but I think. And my wife's in, like, meetings all day long and needs to be able to go in and talk to people one-on-one and not be as crazy about it. But I think this could prove that you can work from home several days a week or you can have flexible homework hours and what you can and can't get done. And this also, I think, shows the limitations. There's only so much working from home people can do before they go crazy all the time, like when you're not allowed to Yeah, yeah out you for have to mix else.
3: it up. But I think a lot of uh, employers were taken aback by how there wasn't a huge dip in productivity like they they thought, right? I've I've seen that many many times in different articles and from actual people that I know that own businesses. Like, man, we're still you know people are still meet their goals and all that kind of stuff. So, I think that's going to have a lot, especially when you factor it. You don't have to pay all the overhead and all that. So right,
1: and you, you know, know I'm normally going right to have kids at home. Right. Well, yes,
3: yeah. Uh, that's, that's the hard part. We're like all like trying to work. To I think we're all in agreement that schools are are awesome places and that, you know, there's a bunch of enculturation that happens when kids, you know, when some of it positive, some of it negative, when kids go to school at a centralized point. um, And I think some of that's necessary for
1: what we think of as standard human development. And I also don't want to think it's babysitting, but frankly, it's keeping kids out so parents can go to work. And them in a safe supervised environment and that really matters i can attest to this having been with yeah. my lovely children for the last <laughs> month at home so
0: so what does everybody think of the chances like we'll just take a casual poll of uh we come out of this and teachers kind of get a raise because we appreciate them more no nah, it's not gonna happen <laughs> they're gonna
1: get a pay cut because all the state budgets are going to go in the shitter oh, God. i think that's more likely but i i think that it's a shame that
3: we're not more uh uh, you know, long, long-sighted. What am I trying to say here? We're going to be short-sighted about it, as
1: usual. Yeah. Have you but seen the Freakonomics? Have you seen the Freakonomics on teacher quality? Are you guys familiar with the Freakonomics study on it? I mean, yeah. I read the book. I haven't seen their their latest stuff.
0: Well,
1: yeah, no, just the basic theory. So, like, you know, why t- when teacher quality went down?
0: No, no. Go ahead. Go yeah. into that. Actually.
1: Oh, yeah. So, That's, so teacher I... quality took a giant dip when women entered the workforce en mass, like outside of teaching and nursing. Because if you saturated work, the market you were female. If you wanted to work and you were female, you could only be a teacher or a nurse for a long time. So really, you know, people who are now CEOs of companies were teachers. Oh shit. That's right. That's regardless pretty, of regardless like of this. regardless of the pay, right? Because that was the only job you could get, so you got paid, and now the best you know. And not to say teachers aren't good, right, but like, you know, people follow money, right? So you don't get paid $300,000 a year to be a teacher, and if you can do that, you will. And so there's been a brain, you know, there's been a talent drain on the teaching community because all the teachers, you know, the best and brightest of any gender now can go into all types of fields. And again, not that teachers aren't great and good, but like... That you can't. There was there was know, no
3: quick workaround to that
1: is to not pay them dirt poor wages. Absolutely, you pay but, them you're, a, but you're but you're more handsome wage. But you're never going to get the level it needs to be, right? Like it was artificially low, right? Like even if we pay teachers a hundred thousand dollars a year on average, you're not going to compete with what all female doctors could make, female scientists, female lawyers. Female, p- pick anything right you're not going to compete with that and teaching didn't used to teaching just could pay whatever the hell it wanted and you'd get the best and brightest cuz it's the only option well,
3: I don't think we're going to go back to the old system in any kind of, of No
1: life. no no exactly but it's a fast it's a fascinating you know you, you, you literally can track it happen yeah, Those guys are
0: Those guys are interesting Yeah they they have
1: some they have, they, yeah, they it found
0: about
3: of crime going down 18 20 years after abortion Okay, okay. So it was interesting
1: yeah, that's what they're most famous for. The teacher one is the second most famous thing. Hey, I enjoyed
0: the sumo matches are all rigged. That, that was fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love them. I listen to them pretty regularly. Um, they have a good podcast, a very good podcast. Check that out. I really like that author. Yeah. Steven Dubner's good. But yeah, like so you know what else is going on with Corona? We've talked about hydroxychloroquine, Tent Cities, Peak in April. My prediction at the end of April, will start loosening up, and more loosen up by the end of May. Um, I'm going to call the- it. I'm going to say 500,000 deaths.
0: Okay. I mean, this isn't the prices, right? So you don't have to pick a dollar. I mean, just right, go yeah. for broke.
1: Gonna, I'm going to go. I'm going to go say 500,000.
0: Uh, so um, wow, oh, damn. So 500,000 sounds like Trump wouldn't get reelected. I mean, not to devote in politics, but that's bad. Because if he's already yeah. saying 100 to 2 240 or whatever the number is. And it goes above that. Uh, any kind of dramatic number above that—that's people are going to be pissed.
1: So, I don't know. He may get the wartime bump. Uh, yeah, we'll see. He's already gotten some of that, actually. Yeah, he already has. I mean, yeah. like, so this is this is what I don't think people understand: is that this is our World War II. It's just that instead of sending a bunch of people overseas that you can't hear from, you send a bunch of healthcare workers to hospitals, and they come back home and hopefully don't get sick and die. The other thing is, there's a dose exposure, they think. So they think that the reason healthcare workers are getting sicker is they're taking more of the virus in. So a lot of the cases of younger people getting sick and dying are healthcare workers. Yeah, that makes so sense. S- Do we have a s- rate? Do we have like a, a percentage of healthcare workers that work with it directly that? You know, I like. I've more. tried to get those numbers, and I don't think they're readily available because <laughs> I, think, I don't think they want people shitting their pants. Yeah, <laughs> that seems to be the theme for the show. <laughs> it's like, yes. Uh, okay,
0: because uh, I mean, I have a personal interest in this because my wife is. I mean, she loves that high speed environment, the ER, that kind of stuff as a nurse. Yeah. So she is like itching to go up there. She doesn't give a fuck about the money. She just wants to do, do her it. job because she is one of those supremely competent people that just you know just takes charge of shit so um and, and i'm like if that that's what you want
1: to do if you'll regret not having done this when you're old then you know we'll, we'll figure it out but yeah you know. i know it's scary though i mean i realize i'm putting my life in my hands every time i go to the hospital at this point it's not it's not a great feeling it wouldn't have mattered as much except now i have kids so that changes everything but yeah yeah it's uh it's a little harrowing <laughs> not, not gonna lie uh, being a healthcare worker it's really weird it's like it's like the trenches between the between the shellings right like so all week you're just on edge because i only work once a week right now that'll change at the hospital i only do it once a week but that'll change here in another week or two but you know every other day i'm trying to manage the kids and trying to like get a little bit of work done and be semi-productive as much as i can all knowing that i'm gonna get shot at for 12 straight hours Yep, and then <laughs> Back to it again, and hopefully not get sick afterwards. And oh no, nope, it's been a week. I don't have symptoms. I'm probably good. Let's go get another dose.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm thankful that I'm not on the front lines. We just get the shit after it's already been collected.
1: So, yeah, and it's in a tube, and you have to be a hard to get that on you at that I point. Mean, uh, it's Just you, you, you don't lick the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the <canners>? yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen my child in a week just because
3: I stopped working last Friday and stopped being. You know, I mean, I was able to maintain at least a ten foot interval and everything, but. Despite that I still had to go be around you know people I'm not around every day right different crew members and stuff like that so I this
0: Friday I get to see my kid yeah excited. yeah we're okay. just slowing this thing down we're not stopping it they're stopping it should have happened a long time ago
1: yeah I mean the problem is it's super contagious the people this is basically the same virus as one of the causes of the common cold which is super contagious but that kills you
0: yeah. It's like three, three somewhere between three and six.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's insane. I was trying to explain this to somebody. He's
0: like, multiply six by six by six. How how fa- how quickly do you get to like a million? It doesn't take very long. Yep.
1: Well, just math. Motherfuckers can't math. I know. Where's Andrew Yang when we need him?
0: <sighs> no, I I say <laughs> that, but seriously, <laughs> this. Was-
1: but sincerely. I mean, God. Dude, there's like one of his platforms in the stimulus bill. I hey. know. Uh, $1,600 a $1 month. So like a interviewed, him, interviewed him basically going, So what's it like having <laughs> UBI passed by Congress? He's like, Well, it's only for a month, and it's for the worst reason possible, but I guess it's good that we're at least doing it right now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> it was a- I, uh, I must admit, I have told a few of my conservative friends. Hey, your socialist president is handing
1: out
0: money left and right
1: just to make their eyes twitch. Yeah, all I mean, yeah.
0: Just feel free to send back your Trump checks.
1: Just like what? There's no atheists in foxholes. There's no socialists. <laughs> there's no. Uh, there's no capitalists in a pandemic or something or uh libertarian. No, no. The joke go. I
0: made the other day was a libertarian in the streets, socialist in the hospital sheets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You should feel bad about yourself. <laughs> Dave, it makes you feel better i got like two pity likes on twitter for that so that,
1: that's pretty good i like that i i've described this as being like in a 56 day nancat video
0: oh god <laughs> yeah no I, i'm going stir crazy I, i've built out that home gym i've got you know shit that i'm doing yeah i don't know if anybody if you guys saw the video that i did yesterday because i i realized my security camera in the front can catch me like working out with the battle ropes and stuff so I made that into a montage of America. Fuck yeah! And so I'm, <laughs> I'm losing my shit. Did you see yeah. the last article on Bullshito, which is just Twitter
1: posts from assholes saying the stupidest shit. No, and, I haven't checked it well, yet. No, Normally, I, I'm I I write, because I can't listen to I'm with my children all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm with so. a three-year-old. She turns three this week.
0: Oh, I feel you. I um, if I hear another ABC Mouse song, I, I'm gonna. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Do you know how many times I've watched Frozen, Frozen Two, and Frozen's Olaf Adventures in the last <laughs> week? Oh, jeez! Like thirty. Yeah. Oh and my God! I just
3: realized, as bad as that was at that age, I can't imagine how much worse it would have
1: been if I'd been stuck at. Oh, wait a minute! I was a stay-at-home dad. I yeah. yeah. But you can leave. You could take them outside and go to the grocery store. Yeah. You could go. You could go to the work, but you could go to the gym for an hour. Once a week, or whatever.
0: Yeah, I go to the garage. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, it, it's getting bad. But anyway, yeah, nor- I normally write haha funny captions to each of the things. But it just after like three of them, I just started cursing, and then it was just all caps. and It's like fuck you. <laughs> and
1: yeah, we're, 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 we're th- this 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 is going to fundamentally change people. I don't. I think the point is just like World War Two was a defining event right? that that defined a generation, right? The world was different after World War II. The UN formed, right? The nuclear bomb was developed. Like It changed the world. Yeah. This well, is that.
0: I like the meme, and meme not in the sense of a, an actual image with text on it, but the meme as in the idea that our generation, that I think all of us are in, um, is perfectly suited for this, the Gen X. People, because yeah, yeah. We, we, we already we know social people. distancing. We kind of don't, don't. we're not the most outgoing people. We, you know, we're just, yeah, we just don't want to be around people.
1: I am probably an elder millennial.
0: Yeah. I, I think I'm on the middle end of that. I don't
1: remember. You and I are definitely Gen X. Yeah. I'm, I'm in 83, so I'm, I'm just a millennial. Yeah, you're a millennial. Like the, yeah, but I'm like that millennial. You're the that uses, no way, yeah, you're I'm right. Like the, I'm the That's... millennial that used dial-up. Yeah. Right? And then like I, I've seen every version of a modem.
0: <laughs> like I, sort, I I know I'm Gen X like mathematically, but for fuck's sake I am you know, I have the maturity level of what they ascribe to the millennials. So I well, might as well. That's be all just... Gen
1: Z. Like all the people in the spring break, that was Gen Z. All the millennials are like the youngest are in their mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. And the
0: that's rest serious. of us are approaching forty. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're like,
3: We're all gonna be crushed by student debt. That was us, asshole. <laughs> that was pretty funny that all those games are out there.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Zoomers.
3: We're all at work getting crushed by student debt. That wasn't us on the beaches.
0: It's like yeah, people exactly. calling like, hipsters. Hipsters haven't been a thing for a while. I mean, there's. Yeah. It's, it's not a thing.
1: Exactly. So, Something yeah. You so. damn hippies. Exactly. Hippies
0: is always hippies,
1: you know? There's always hippies. There's always hippies. Yeah, no. That bitch, yeah, so. Carol Baskin. I need to watch Tiger King. It's on my list.
0: I haven't even seen it, but I know. Don't why? (laughs)
3: Why? I mean, why? I don't understand the fascination, the human fascination with lowest common denominator. Why is that? Because we're trapped inside
1: for months on end with our children. (laughs) That's apparently alcohol. (laughs) Apparently, alcohol consumption is through the roof right now. Yeah, uh,
2: hard liquor sales are up fifty-five percent across the board.
3: I've eaten more bags of potato chips in the last week and a half, and I—I I literally bought like six bags too. And I'm like, should I feel bad about this? Because I—that's just not
1: who I am. But there's nothing to do. I know. Yeah, yeah. So have, people are um, people are going to go one of two ways. They're going to become Corona jacked or Corona Morbid. I'm trying
0: to split the difference, man. I'm working out like a fucking monster, but th- this afternoon I put like six scoops of ice cream in a in a protein <laughs> shaker, and I was just like. This is like my four thousand calorie protein shake for the day. I don't give a fuck.
1: Oh god! Just put the ice cream on the pasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where the, that's what's happening. It's one of the two right now. And God, like, can you only imagine if you didn't like your spouse? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, that's another thing. That's actually a serious thing. The domestic abuse cases are like going through the roof. Oh, no, I haven't looked at that yet. Yeah, and child, yeah, that and child abuse cases, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: God.
0: Like, oh, God.
3: France, it got really, it got so bad in France that they were, uh, they're putting women in of the domestic abuses in these hotel rooms. Oh, no.
0: Because, I mean, think, you're standing at home, you can't get out, and there's no, yeah, fuck. Some, some People are going they are frustrated anyway. Mm. i want the numbers on the red-headed stepchildren that you know end up in the er
1: oh god yeah i mean that's the problem is that that's why this has been defined generation it's because it's not just like oh we had to lose our jobs and have terrible economy it's it's all this other shit that comes along with like staying in your house
0: yeah and all the dumb fuck injuries that you get trying to, I don't know, clean your gutters. Oh, you, you fell down, broke a leg. Guess what, motherfucker? Nobody's there to take care of you. You know, you're not a priority unless you're bleeding out and dying. But guess what? You might catch a little bit of a virus on the way in. The COVID. Yeah. Like, you go in for a sprained ankle, you come out with your lungs <laughs> on the outside.
1: You yeah, well, that's the other thing that's really scary about this virus is so... It doesn't just affect the heart or the lungs. It, kill, it attacks the heart, we think. So, you know, what usually gets you, so to compare it to the flu, the flu inflames your lungs. You get something called acute respiratory distress syndrome. You also get a secondary bacterial pneumonia, right? And that responds to antibiotics, but that secondary bacterial pneumonia sends this ARDS into overdrive. Your lungs fill with fluid. You can't ventilate. You have to be put on a ventilator, and hopefully you ride it out, and your lungs get super stiff. It's hard to pump and sometimes you just can't do it anymore. That's why people die of the
3: flu. That's related to the cytokine storm,
1: the arts? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically the cytokine storm of the lungs. And the cytokine storm in the rest of your body drops your blood pressure, so we give you pressors like epinephrine, norepinephrine, vasopressin, to keep you your your blood pressure up enough that you don't die. That can cause limb ischemia because you're clamping down on all the arteries to get the blood pumping in the heart, but then your limbs can not survive. So what's weird about COVID is that the lungs, from what everything I've been able to read, are relatively compliant. They don't, um, they're not super tight, right? They're relatively loose. And people often get off of the ventilator and then have a giant cardiac event and die, or then back on a ventilator and die. They go into a separate heart failure a day after getting off the vent, end up back on a vent with heart failure and lung distress. And once both systems are down, it's over. Because you need the heart to be able to handle the load of the vent. Or vice versa, or the lungs to be able to handle the load of the vent because the heart's not working, right? Once you, once you kill both, you're, you're, you're screwed. And so there seems to be the second wave that's affecting the heart. And viruses cause subacute myocarditis and heart inflammation all the damn time. That's not like a new thing. But this like, hits it hard days later in a subset of people. So is it like
2: uh, the the respirator treatment is kind of forcing the virus to migrate,
1: or no? We think that the virus does this. Like viruses affect the heart all the time; it just affects it mildly. For some reason, a subset of patients coronavirus just takes a hammer to the heart, and it does it delayed. It's much more of a delayed reaction.
2: Is there like a um, a profile of uh, morbidity for
1: you know who, who is actually dying from this? Yeah, it's people with conditions like diabetes and hypertension and other things, which also affects your heart function. It's the standard comorbid. It's just so it's oddly profound with them. So t- taking
0: this back to our first episode, I um I got into a bit of an argument because you know of course it with uh, people that are upset that doctors are might even might I don't not not even are but might triage them differently because they are obese and um i t- had to kind of explain to them that if in a situation where everybody's overloaded you know i mean i explained the concept of fucking triage and that yeah it's not fair but it's it's based on probability so you're probably not going to survive and the guy next to you doesn't look like he is a, a a wad of cookie dough yeah he might get the priority for the ventilator so mm-hmm. life's not fair
1: Odds of living will determine who gets the ventilator because they want that vent to be maximally useful. Yeah. Um, That's going to happen. It's going to be by age and by more comorbidity.
0: uh,
1: And then after that, it's by healthcare workers. So after age and comorbidity, then healthcare workers are put at the front for all being equal, right? You got two 25 year olds going on a vent and there's one vent left. It's the healthcare worker because a healthcare worker, when they get off the vent, can go back and fight the disease again and save more lives.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, And that's it. Yeah, so it is. It is a war from that perspective.
1: It is absolutely. It's.
0: It's. I mean, in Italy, it was. And it's a war that
1: you can't. Cons- and it's a war that you can't conscript people. Right? You can't. In a regular war, you have a draft, and you can send more soldiers. All they can do is get the fourth-year med students to graduate six months early, or two months early, really. Which they can't, because all the schools are shut down. <laughs> no, no, no. They are. So fourth-year med students are basically all. They're basically mass- already. They, done, all yeah. ma- they all matched. So they're all just going early, three that's months it. early. That's it. You know, it. if they're but doing that, the same so thing probably, for nurses. I don't know. Probably. But, like, that's all you can do, right? Like, you can't do any more than that. So, have yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Well, welcome to this.
0: I mean, I guess it's kind of a good deal. You get, you know, early experience. Welcome th- yeah, welcome to Thunderdome. Yeah, you don't have to sit through whatever fucking bullshit humanities class that, that would have kept you from graduating.
1: No. I mean, fourth-year med students are all clinical anyways. It's just you're to uh, thrown in the deep end. Okay, good. Yeah. And they're just, instead of doing some other rotation in hospital, they're all going and being residents early.
0: Uh, yeah, residents. <laughs> uh, bane of my existence. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. We were all there once.
0: <laughs> Motherfucker, why are you adding on 15 tests to this, like, six-month-old? Learning. Yeah. Why are you trying to add a CBC onto a CMP?
1: Mm. Wrong tube top.
0: Yeah, I know. I just—I don't even know how you can do that because most, you know, modern systems don't let you do it, but they'll find a way.
1: Well, do you have Epic yet?
0: No, we don't.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no. So yeah, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. So yeah, I was gonna say. So you know, we should check in at like late April. Once I've, you know, once I, you know, at the time to check in, it'd probably be sometime after the fifteenth. When I've when we're at maximum hospital capacity, and I've had a chance to check in at the uh, be in the trenches some more, because I'll be on the trenches tomorrow night, and it'll be worse than last week, which is worse than the week before, but we won't be at peak yet. And we'll see if they shut they open things back up at the end of the month. But I think people need to start viewing this like it really is the generation defining war that you know skip people right like the boomers didn't have the boomers had vietnam in a way but it wasn't the same well not all of them did some of them never mind well right right but but, but the point being is like in vietnam while it defined culturally it's not going to define the world like world war Two or this will yeah i know i'm just that, that was
0: just another fuck trump but yeah yeah i know yeah, uh, it, this is, it's this okay is, little buddy it's okay uh, <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of doing dumb shit and ended up in the ER, I'm I'm while we're doing this because I have to fidget with my hands. I'm trying to package up this uh, uh this what is it called? It's a hunting, um, it's a deer skinning set. It's a game, yeah. And uh, I, I stabbed myself in the stomach just a little bit. So nice, good, good times. Um, yeah, that's, that's why I don't have video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get going soon.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. We figured this would be a short one, but yeah, we'll definitely circle back because. Um, this, like I said, we got to keep people abreast of this, and honestly, the news does such a shitty job of talking to real people, and if they yeah. do,
1: it's just like a, a, a snippet, and it's out of context, and, you know. and you're trying to get these experts, you know, non-experts, to, or experts to explain something in 30 seconds, or non-experts to try to explain it and cock it up, and it's a mess, and I still have trouble keeping up with all the news. I have to get my stuff from um, like the hospital gives us daily status reports, and then I check with the Pennsylvania Department of Health and everything else as much as I can, but you're, we're just inundated at this point. So I'm like, all right, what are the clinical protocols today? It changes every two days. So I literally like the day before I go, the hour before I go into work, I read up on what the f I'm doing that day. <laughs> like, am I do I have to change in the parking lot and get naked and sit in? The, you know, we're yeah. having like changing areas and stuff now. Like, what am I doing? Okay, tell me. But it, it's literally that fast moving.
0: Well, I mean, bring us back some information about, you know, especially the what I'm really interested in is the healthcare
1: worker percentage, and I don't know if that's going to be. I'm just, concerned about it. I'm also concerned that doctors are getting fired for saying they don't have PPE That is
0: a thing that I hear happening. Uh, everybody, nurses, doctors, like yep.
1: anybody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea in a pandemic. Yeah, that's a great idea during a shortage. Fire the nurses. Yeah. Uh, and the doctors just fire them. That's all, all this right, goddamn John. administrative. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, we we can talk about them another time. All right, gentlemen, I'll let you go. i right, I'm gonna. I'll let you know how it goes from the trenches in the next couple weeks.
2: All right, looking forward right, to it. Peace out. Thanks, ben. Thanks a lot. Yeah, hey, and by the way, just for those listening home, make sure to uh, like and subscribe to wherever you're consuming this podcast right now. Make sure to like us over on Twitter. Join us our, on our Facebook group. Please go to the website fullshito.net. Ranked one of the least biased news sources in the world on the internet. And uh, maybe join us uh, for a little more conversation in the forum.